all things, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, and he that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Romans 8, 28. This is what we are predestined to, and not even the forces of hell are going to change that. Knowing this agenda, we can talk to God about our trials with full confidence of his intervention. The proposed injury our enemies plan to do to us will fall back on their own hands. Did you know that God loves you like that? You're his child. Is he going to let some bully beat you to a pulp? Snatch you away from his grace? It's never going to happen, folks. Oh, and one more thing, one more lesson. God will repay the workers of iniquity, and we must leave this form of justice to him. Turn their insults back on their own heads. Give them over as plunder in the land of captivity. Do not cover up their guilt or blot out their sins from your sight, for they have thrown insults in the face of the builders, said Nehemiah. The New Testament principle states it this way. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. Romans 12. Verse 17 and following. To the Thessalonian church, Paul wrote, God is just. He will pay back trouble to those who trouble you and give relief to you who are troubled. This will happen when the Lord is revealed from heaven in his blazing fire with his powerful angels. 2 Thessalonians 1, verse 6. You don't have to worry about defending yourself. We have one who defends us. Nehemiah never thought about, can I say it this way? He never thought about getting revenge or to use our uh, common colloquialism. He never thought about getting even. People talk about that. No, he, he was too preoccupied with better things than to be swallowed up by malice and hatred. He left the vengeance to God, knowing that in God's wrath there is never any unrighteous anger or unjustified punishment. Psalm 98, verse 9 the Lord will judge the world in righteousness. It'll be the right way. 
He will judge the world in righteousness and the people with equity. So Nehemiah's faith left the matter there. And we, we must too leave the matter there. What a great example this man is. This building project, his opposition, his stellar heart, trusting God, man of prayer, and keeping on with the work despite all the insults and the mockery and the shame that went with it. It's a good example to us. We live in a hostile world, folks. We're not building a particular wall, physical wall, but we're spreading the gospel to people. They don't want to hear that. We're talking about how they can become victorious, how they can defend themselves against the enemy of their souls. They don't want to hear that. And we, we might come under attack for wanting to spread the good news of the gospel. Some people don't think it's good news. They'd rather you shut up. Not talk about spiritual things. But if we love our relatives and friends, our loved ones, and our neighbors, we're going to tell them about the good news of the gospel. Try to tear down the wall of animosity that they have towards God and pray for their salvation. Our Lord, we just thank you and praise you for your word. We ask that you will bless it to our hearts. Nehemiah is a good example to us of a man of faith and a man of prayer and answered prayer. When he prayed, he touched the heart of God. And that's what we need in our prayer life. That when we pray, we pray not selfishly, not ignorantly, but in faith and touch the heart of God. Help us now as we plan for our communion service. I ask that you will be with us in the next hour. In Christ's name, amen. We'll take a 10-minute break and regather when you hear the music for our communion service.